0: You are listening to the 12 Stone Podcast. For more information on our eight locations or service times, please visit
1: 12stone.com. Now enjoy Pastor Kevin Myers as he delivers God works all things for the good.
2: So good to be together today part of a church that loves God, loves each other, loves what we get to do together, loves the people in the community around us that they might come to know the love of God. Don't you love being a part of what God is doing among us? Yeah, church, that's awesome. Love to see it across campuses online. Now, I'll just tell you, I wanted things to go well. I really did. I mean, I wanted it to just go smooth. I wanted it to go well. I wanted it to go good. A couple of weeks ago, Marsha and I headed down for a three day little escape. We headed down to Seaside and Florida coast just to celebrate that 37 uh, years of marriage mark. So that was one of that just quick little go down, yeah. So, so, and we had a good time, but it was the trip down and the trip back. See, I, I like to drive and, and, and on the drive down, just one of those moments where it's 95 plus degree weather and it started getting unusually hot in the car. And that we realized the fan blower quit blowing. So there's no AC. God created AC for a reason. He created the sun, and then he created air conditioning. That's just the order of creation. So we got to do that. Oh, man, I hope it's something small. We found a dealership, and it wasn't. Of course not, it you know, wasn't a fuse, had to be the motor itself. So over $750 and over three hours later, we're back on the road. And i mean, okay, not a big deal, but it got kind of annoying and just, you know, a little bad, why a little, Why bad things have to happen? Well, you're in the middle of something you really wanted to go well, but we had a good trip, went well. Then we're driving back. And why would I be talking <laughs> if it all went smooth on the way back, <laughs> except that on the way back? It started to get hot again in the car. Yeah, same thing. Now I'm trying to hold my Jesus attitude together. (laughs) But I'm starting to lose it. You know, you just, you know, oh, look on the bright side. Well, oh, here, put the windows down. You know, just hot, humid. So I'm trying to go for the bright side. At least it's not raining. (laughs) 30 minutes later, downpour. Windows up. At least we're not in traffic, Atlanta. (laughs) By the time I get home, who cares? How many of you, you wanted something to go well. You wanted to go good, but little bad stuff or big bad stuff come along. Just hands up everywhere. Misery loves company, right? We've all been there. And that is right where Paul's fourth conviction of the six convictions comes along. Let me put it right here in front of you. God is working all things for your good. Now, we're going to hang in this today. God is working all things for your good. See, it's been said that the most important book in all of human history is the Bible, because it's God's word to us. And the most important book in the Bible is Romans. And the most important chapter in Romans is chapter 8. Now, if that's true, then these six convictions we're unpacking over this series is transforming to your life. If you can get a hold of those and get it deep in your soul, and we're going to go after that today. So this next conviction is from Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and might be familiar to you if you've been in the faith community for any period of time. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, now, God here is interrupting our world when we say, man, I wanted things to go good, and then, and then they're not going good, and then when things go bad, and sometimes it's more than a little bad, it's big bad, and it hits our, our, our single life or our married life or our, our parenting life or our financial life or our health, and, and when things unravel, we're like, well, nothing good can come out of this. I mean, haven't you had that thought multiple times in your life? Well, nothing good's going to come out of this. You're at work. Oh, nothing good's going to come out of this. And then God interrupts and he says, Ah, but we know that in all things I work for the good of those who love me who have been called according to my purpose. And he, God's not saying everything that happens to you is good. Don't misunderstand this. He's not saying, Oh, everything that comes into your life once you know Jesus is going to be good. It's not what he's saying. He's saying, No matter what happens in all things, I'll work it together for good. I'm gonna supernaturally engage myself in the process so it works for good. That's why this is the conviction that frees us from discouragement. Let me put it here on the screen for you. This is the conviction that frees us from discouragement and fills us with encouragement. So you fill in the blank loud and proud. I'll say it, but you follow it with me, okay? This is the conviction that frees us from what, everybody? Discouragement and fills us with what? Encouragement. Let's do it again. This is the conviction that frees us from. I want to hear you from all campuses. It frees us from what everybody discouragement, and fills us with what everybody encouragement. In other words, if you knew this conviction, if it sat deep in your soul, if you would let God form this in you by the power of the Holy Spirit, if you would live in that love with God, if you'd be a part of His calling, this would be true for you. So, today we're just going to have a. A simply profound walkthrough of this scripture. So we'll highlight it. And we know. Stop right there. We know. That's the big highlight right now. We know. Now, I want to have. I want a little bit of freedom today, so I'm going to take it, but I'll tell you what the free I just, I want to have a little bit of fun while we have some really significant weighty thoughts. I, I think the Spirit of God wants to kind of turn our heads a little bit and, and, and twist us up and help us see something that we would easily skip. So can I have a little bit of fun today? The answer is yes. Uh, so I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with it today, and and and, and but but it's profound if you'll stay with me. See, the, this is the opening weekend for the NFL. So if you love football and you love the NFL, that's 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 a lot of fun. So you're fired up. I'm fired up. It's gonna be great. And 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 it's already started. And it started with the opening game. Between the Chicago Bears and the Packers, and I'm backing up like into this football scene because uh, our own Travis Billman was at that game. So Travis, man, I, I want you to come out. And I told you, I'm going to go ahead and give it up for Travis. Uh, Travis, help me out today. Uh, yeah, jog out here like you care. There you go. You the man. now, Travis. Let, let's. You got to go to the game because I did. You I loved did the Bears.
3: Yeah, once a year, my dad and I try to go to a game, and we were able to get tickets for it, so we that's, we made the trek out. That's yeah. fantastic.
2: Yeah. I, I'm from Michigan. Um, Detroit sorry, Lions, sorry. we're yeah. about as good as you are. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, yeah. uh, so, so you went to the games, awesome time with your dad. Yes. Uh, how, did, how did that game play out for you? Not well, Kev, not well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and why don't you just get to the end? What was the score?
3: Uh, Green Bay scored 10, we scored three. It was rough. It was bad. We got beat. We got beat. Yes. It was ugly. You yeah.
2: know... Uh, Thanks, thanks for bringing it out here. Oh, no, that's what I do. Yeah. I help people. I, I'm not responsible for, for the score. <laughs> right. But I, it did occur to me. I'm not a gambler. I'm not encouraging it. I don't. Uh, but 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 whatever. You all do your own thing. But, but a lot of people um, put uh, uh, all sorts of money on sure. teams sure. W- hoping they win, but they really pretend like they know who's going to win. But nobody really knows. Nope. Nobody knows. No. So I thought, you know what? I'll do a little friendly bet with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's let's I'd pick a number. I'll throw hundred bucks on it. Uh, let, let's Done. put a hundred bucks. Uh, you take the Bears. I take the Packers. Okay. And um, if the Packers win, uh, you give me a hundred bucks. If the Bears win, I give you a okay. hundred bucks. And based on the opening game uh, uh, of the 2019 season. So Wait, that Thursday night or the next one? The thir- the one the, the, oh. the opening game. The one that, that last Thursday. <laughs> okay. So Can I, I take th- the bears on this? Yeah, you take the bears. Come on, it's Feels your team, right? Inappropriate. Encourage them. Like, yeah, yeah take yeah. it. $100 no. uh, bet on. Yeah, I'm,
3: I can't do that. Because I was literally there. I know how it ends. So it, it, it didn't work out well. I, I am losing $100 by shaking your hand. That's dumb. So, And I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. So, yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> This uh, this is going to sound silly, but that's all I need from you right now. (laughs) So just take off, and I'm going to have you back here in a minute. Say thanks, Travis. Okay, now, y'all are thinking like, what on earth was that exchange? Stay with me. There's a purpose in this. He won't make the bet because he already knows the score. Are you ready? I'm going to put this on the screen. I want you to understand this. God sees the future like we see the past. (sighs) Come on. See, listen. Listen. We're, we're, we think when Paul says, we know, here's what Paul's saying, we don't know because we know the future, we know because God, who knows the future, said, I've looked into the future and what I can tell you is the end of the score for your game of life, if you love me and are called according to me, my purpose, it'll work out in your favor. I will work everything out in the game of your life to work for your good and because God knows, we know it's good. God says it will be good, I'll make it good, and it's not because we see it, it's because God sees it. God sees the future like we see the past, and when God says, hey, I've got that covered for you, that's how we know. Do you see the power of we know? Better say yeah, because I gotta teach it all again if you didn't get that. (laughs) Paul is saying convictionally, we know. We don't wonder, we don't hope. We know that God already knows how this plays out in your life. And he said, I'll turn it for good. And because he sees the future like we see the past, because he knows in him, we know. And therefore, we are free from discouragement and filled with encouragement. And if you could live like you know, you would live like nobody else on earth. See, that's how you're fearless. That's how anxiety gets lifted. That's how worry gets set aside. That's how empowerment from the Spirit of God sits in your soul. And you sit in similar problems of everybody else, at least like everybody else in this world, but you are different. We know. Let's go on. So the Scripture not only tells us that we know but we know that in all things. So we're going to pause on that. In all things. And then it goes on. God works for the good of, you see it bold, those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So let's just camp briefly on this all things. In all things. Humor me, church. In what things? things? In all things. By the way, all means all. If you want to know like the Greek... You want to get into the, the 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 details of this, all means all. God, God, wasn't, God wasn't kind of putting it in a little category, now just these things. Just, just so you know, all means your suffering and your sorrows, your heartaches, your heartbreaks. It means mistakes you've made. It means wounds you've endured. It means cancer. It means divorce. It means family breakdown. It means broken ambitions. It means shattered dreams. Meaning mean, in all. I mean, God isn't saying, in all good things, I'll work it out for good. Well, that's dumb. We, all re- we don't need him to work out the good. I mean, in all things. Listen, that means all things in his time, all the time. All things in his time, all the time. That's how we live, free from discouragement. And this isn't for everybody. Listen, this conviction, this promise of God is not for everybody. It's for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. This is not for people who love the, who love the promises of Jesus for their gain. This is people who love the person of Jesus for his glory. This is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all this other stuff gets added. Listen, you get in the game because you are on purpose on God's agenda going after the most important things that matter in life. and Because you seek God first in the things of his kingdom. You're you're, you're a kingdom warrior. See, what we've been unpacking in this series along these convictions, they're developmental. Remember in the first week, God is for us. See, once you understand who God is and who you are and God is for you, this bleeds into there is now no condemnation in Christ. You've been freed up in Christ. God's drawn you to himself. He's freed you up. The cross of Jesus Christ lets you walk through that gate of there is no condemnation. You're freed up in him. You've been made whole in him. And now we have an obligation to the spirit, the Holy Spirit in us and his empowerment in us. We left off with that last week, and so now we know that God is working all things for our good. Let me, let me try and help us think about this. We're going to sit in this for a while, so let me put this statement. Romans 8.28 was written to kingdom warriors, not kingdom consumers. Just jot it down, and we're going to think about it. Romans 8.28 was written to kingdom warriors, not kingdom consumers. See, when you read this Romans 8, it's not written for people who tend to, like, oh, I'm a consumer, I'm a fan. So, so I, told, I told you, I was going to have Travis come out here. Travis, come back out here. Let, let, let's do this again. Let's, let's, get, leave, let's jump back in where we left off. Uh, I kind of think long I know the answer. I kind of think I know the answer to this, but let's go right back uh, to the game. You yeah. got to go. So here's what I want to know. Did you show up at uh, Chicago? Chicago? Was yeah, it at yeah, Chicago? Yeah, Chicago? Okay, did you show up at Chicago Stadium? Did you show up as a, a fan consumer or as a player warrior? Like no. did you get down on the field did you get in that game? Like did you suit up and play and, and take hits and hit hard and, and, and help Chicago lose? Uh, or, or did you no. wow. or or, or, did, wow. or were you a fan?
3: Uh, 100% a fan. There's nothing about me that's a warrior. I was pure consumer. I consumed a lot, to be honest with
2: you. Yeah. Uh, so, so really, uh, you and I shouldn't uh, even be standing here. This is like no, the field. Right. We should be up here. We're okay, stands sure. kind of people. Right? Okay. Let's just get up here, okay? So right. this is, you You were in the bleachers. <laughs> you I was, were in the stands. Yeah. This, this is how you experienced the game. Yes, it was and, amazing. And since we found out you were headed up there, and hope it was a good experience with Dad. Yeah. Um, uh, you had the the fan experience. Did you video stuff? Because you yeah. said help us get, get some. I video. wanted
3: to give everyone the experience uh, that that I got to have uh, that you could share, with the exception of the loss. You can enjoy all the, the good stuff that I got to enjoy. Do you yeah. want to see it? Yeah. You got
2: a little bit of yeah. Let, yeah. Let's go. Let's play sure. it. Sure. All right.
3: Let's uh, play. NFL kickoff 2019. Yay!
4: Boo.
3: That's awesome. It was unbelievable. What was the round? I don't know. I, I, it's a claw. It I don't know what like, to do with it. It I sounded just, like a <laughs> cat.
2: <laughs> I can make a good bear noise. noise. Okay, I don't so know. Let's move on. So, Great experience. You're a consumer. You're a fan. Yeah. You're having fun, yeah. even though they lost. And, yes. and here's, that's how most of us experience sports, right? Yes. I mean, most of us, we're, we're, we're consumers and it's about us and experiencing it, enjoying it. Yeah. But but you, your expectation was when you went there that, that you weren't going to take any hits.
3: No, no. no
2: you no, weren't, no. Gonna let you, stay with me. Expectation is everything. When you showed up, this is gonna be about you in a sense. Yes. But you didn't go down on the field. You weren't expecting to take hits. But but players, stay with me, everybody. Players, they show up and they expect to take hits. Yeah. That's not you, that's not me. No. So you and I had to go have a conversation with a friend of ours, yeah. Jeff Saturday, former NFL player uh, with the Colts. And so we went down on a field and had a conversation with Jeff. Check it out jeff you have been an nfl player for 14 years of your life 14 years and so uh you're retired but man 14 years of that deal and you were most known for 13 seasons as the center under peyton manning with the colts so what a cool thing and i i right off can i just ask you what's the most difficult thing what's the hardest thing about being center oh
1: that's a uh, that's a tough. Question. I would say probably threefold, right? as you have mental stress because you're you have to make all the calls. So as the center, you have to direct the guards and tackles, you're you're putting ah. blocking schemes. So you kind of have mental stress going on to make sure you don't make a mental error. You have physical stress because you're playing the largest man on the planet right, usually right, right? right? I mean, you know, yeah mean, three three twenty-five to 350 pounds is not abnormal so similar uh, to where i am in life. exactly just, yeah, perfect, yeah it would be yeah. like you, you and i just exactly, pacing you know you would yeah, just you would just darken yeah, me out know I mean, you know what i mean it would just be you see, you're see just i'm there. with you i'm that's with right, you that's immediately. right no uh and and then finally uh, the fear of failure, kind of combining all uh, of that, all all simultaneously, and doing it within forty seconds, because that's the play clock. So you got to make all the decisions. That's really, so really crazy. Quick. Isn't that, that sounds terrible. It's just crazy. <laughs>
3: man. Terrible. It just sounds. Crazy. I'll sit
2: on the stands. I really enjoy it. On the- <laughs> okay, he enjoys it in the stands. Yeah. But but when you show up, uh, you're a player. Right. And as a player, you know uh, you're going to get hit. I mean, when you show up, you're going to hit the concession stand. Hard. <laughs> but, uh, Hard. <laughs> but you, but you know <laughs> you're not going to get hit. <laughs> right. when, when you show up, um, I mean, isn't that in your head?
1: Absolutely. You, you know full on every time you cross the white lines, when you walk onto the field, uh, your body is not coming out unscathed. You're right. going to pay a toll right. for walking out there because the guy across from you, he is taught to hit you yeah. and hit you repeatedly and as hard as he can. So right. uh, there, there's no confusion ah. when you walk out. Is that crazy? Of, of Terrible what's to be expected.
2: I did. I did some math, Jeff. I don't know if it's exactly right, but. But th- from what I read, there's about 75 uh, snaps of the ball on one offensive side every game. Yeah. I-, I know you've been in over 200 games, which doesn't include college, it doesn't include practice, but that's Ooh. over 15,000 hits. I don't know if you've ever done the math. I have not ever done <laughs>
1: don't, not, I don't, want to, don't tell my wife. Yeah, Karen, okay, we'll leave Karen, yeah, don't, Karen don't, out don't of this. That. Okay, right. Karen, if you're watching, yeah. don't Much watch. Much fewer hits than that. Yeah, yeah, so, um,
2: so that's, that's just an amazing distinctive between a fan and a player. Uh, but as to talk about the hit, could you you're, you're here, you're a professional, you you you, you coach, Yeah. Can you show us what it looks like? I mean, you come off oh, center. Sure. What, what, show, I'm gonna get yeah. out of the way. Right, Why so don't I'll, you just show turn, us, what, what's my... the perfect hip? All
1: right, so, so um, you, you know, you talk about from a coaching perspective play, everything comes from the ground up. So, uh-huh. your foundation matters. So, you want your feet hip width apart, you want your toe to the inseam of your other foot, so you have a stagger stance. Kay. As you get down, your butt, you're gonna load your butt, so as you sit down, you're gonna put all the weight in your butt so your oh. hand is light on the ground, <laughs> it but it's firm, so you're, you're nice and stable right you can move you can kind of swing your arm if you need but everything's balanced and then as you come off it's a three-step process when you come out of your feet you want to explode but all three feet I mean all three steps have to hit the ground really quickly so it would look like this bam 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 bam. and you're ready and you're loaded right and so your arms and your hands everything's back but your your head is up your eyes are up your butt is down and physically you're stable and prepared to take a
2: hit from from the ground to, to your head now that's what you were doing that helped you win a Super Bowl, didn't you? You know what? I, I, let me not take this interview <laughs> yeah. portion. Uh, yes. Uh, Let's Travis. 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 Let me get out of this. No, no, why, do why don't you talk to Jeff? I remember Did, there was
3: Super Bowl. Do you a remember Bowl? a Super Bowl? It was. It was the Bears versus the Colts. <laughs> Oh, I don't, that don't remember that refreshment. Uh, here, here's what I remember. Oh. The opening kickoff was returned for a touchdown by Devin Hester,
1: the Bears. The best 10 seconds of every Bears That's fans. That's all, all <laughs> it. Everybody's I, so excited. I blacked out after the rest of the game. Never mind another 59 was, plus was, minutes yeah, we gotta play. Yeah.
2: yeah, the Bears blacked out the rest of the game, yeah. too, yeah, but we're not I'm talking sorry. about that. I like to think I played a role in it. your <laughs> Super Bowl. Thank you very much for that. I'm sure you're yeah. Great yeah. Great. Yeah. very grateful. Very grateful. And here so here you are. Uh, inappropriately wearing your, your Bears yeah. uh, jersey I know, and, and I thought for a minute there, that you were getting pretty bold or earlier <laughs> you and I How you does know what? Like Could, <laughs> I don't know if this is helpful but fans don't take hits but players do and and maybe 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 we should just give this a shot get back no. down like where yeah. you were right. if you don't mind and show okay. me this position right. show me this Ready? position but you Here know what go. I'm thinking I'm thinking when you Fire off, like do one of your fire offs thing. Yeah, we ready? Right. Yeah, here we go. So go. Let's yeah. get it. You know what? But see, as cool We're ready. as that looks, no. as cool as that you're looks. Ready. I think I split my pants. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, as cool as that looks. Um, you're not hitting anything. No, yeah. No. And and I'm thinking like you're used to hitting bears. Yes.
4: Yes. Used... Now, why don't you get up there? No.
2: why don't you get up here? I might right. have yeah. a flashback on no. the fact, jersey. Oh, all right, if, he, if he had You're a relax.
1: on, I would definitely, I'm, I'm ready. You're
2: I prepared. I prepared. Let, let me show you what I got here. Oh, thanks. I prepared. Oh, so great. I because look, you might need a little right. bit of help. And oh, I, I don't love this. the Bears. I love, I love the Colts. Uh, I don't <laughs> love the Bears. And Kevin Schaefer is going to share his little helmet here. Because I know you can get that on. And I'm worried about you. See, I love the rock. bears. I love. Why don't you just, um, if you can connect that little right, thing. I'm snap, a little worried about that. that. Yeah, yeah. Snap. snap. Let this. a pro show listen. you how that's. See, fans right. don't know how to put gear on. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, but you're going to need gear. Look at, look at how much Hold bigger on. Schaefer was yeah. than you are. Can we just watch a YouTube video? <laughs> no, 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 no. See, we can't talk right. about hits and not take them. We're All not fans right. in this moment. We're players. All right, guys. All right. I, um, got, just I got second, two good knees just here. A okay. little moment of prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah please. Okay. Oh, please. Now, just now. Okay. Now we're making sense. All right. So show us Are how Are we you gonna tell ta- say height? Because I gotta know. I gotta
3: know when you're gonna yeah, do yeah, it. Right? Okay, I, I'm, I'm quarterback. Okay. Okay, okay, you say okay. down, set,
2: height. Ready? Down, gonna... set, height. <laughs> 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 What's your problem, man?
1: <laughs> <laughs> come on, Matt. Matt doesn't go down that long. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> you kept going.
2: I was... All right. That's Let's give it up for Travis. I hope he's okay. Oh, that was just so much fun to watch. Now, there's a distinction between being a consumer and a player. And this scripture was written for kingdom players on the field. The promises of God that he will work all things for your good because you're a player on the field... For the purposes of God, called according to his purpose, you're in the game. This wasn't written to consumers who sit up in the stands and say, everything's going to work for good when you're not in the game, when you're not on God's purpose, when you're not going after the things of God. That's just one of the elements of this that we are to learn. See, when I grew up in the church, I wanted to believe that if I would just follow God, I could be something of a consumer, and God would turn all things for good. In fact, let me just be honest with you. I kind of read that scripture as a kid and a teenager and young adult, and I thought that scripture meant God will make all things good, Like, like there won't be any hits. Anybody ever wish that? Anybody ever wish that, like, oh, what that scripture really means is if I follow Jesus, I won't take hits? In fact, a lot of people, they say, Well, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a fan of Jesus. Not even sure that they distinguished and knew in their own soul, really, that they're just living as a kingdom consumer. And then when they start taking hits in life, they say, Well, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. I don't believe in Jesus anymore. Because I tried him and I still took hits. I have a thought. What if, what if you can't try Jesus? What if you can only trust Jesus? What if there's no such thing as, oh, I tried Jesus and he didn't work? What if you can only trust Jesus? What if that was the only offer? What what if the only offer of Jesus was to get, out of the stands and onto the field, because everybody who loves him and is called according to his purpose is a player. Yeah? A player involved in the most important things in the kingdom of God. Knowing this, as players in the kingdom of God, warriors first game, we're going to take hits. We're going to take real hits, but Jesus is real help and real hope. See, Paul talked about this. Paul talked in Acts how some hits are going to come. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison, look at this, everybody, that prison and hardships are facing me. Paul says, listen, I know that as a player in the kingdom of God, hits are going to come my way. And the Holy Spirit keeps telling me, hey, the hits are going to keep coming. But he goes on. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task. The Lord Jesus has given me the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. In other words, I am all in for the kingdom of God because all that really matters in the game of life is that people would know Jesus. That's all that really matters in the the kingdom of God. See, when we talk as a church, Vision 2021, see God transform souls, transform families, transform communities. That's like us as a church saying together, we're going to get in the game. We're going to go after the things of the kingdom of God. We're going to do it individually. We're going to do it together. And by the way, you know when you get here that, 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 that this is a battle zone. In other words, you have an enemy, just like in the game. Paul said in Ephesians 6, we know that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. In other words, it's not an earthly, what you can physically see, material world battle. It's a battle against spiritual realms. We are the ones who see the big picture. We have a love for God because he loves us and we're in the game, which is why he goes on to say, so put on the full armor of God. In other words, get your helmet on, get your pads on and get dressed because you're going to take some hits. But here's what you know. When you take the hits, God's going to work all things in his time for your good. And therefore, you can live free from discouragement and filled with encouragement. Yes, isn't that who God is? Isn't that what he promises to us? So so in other words, he's saying, man, get out of the stands. Don't be a Christian consumer, a kingdom consumer, and get onto the field. And why do we have great confidence? Well, let's go right back to the scripture, because God works. Meaning, and we know that in all things, God works. Say that with me. What? God. By the way, not it works. Listen, when people say, oh, things going bad for you right now, I got faith. It will all work out in the end. I don't even believe that, because I don't believe in it. I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in karma. I believe in the living God who created us and said, if you love me and walk according to my purpose, I, the living God, will be at work in all things to work together for your good. That's a completely different view of life. So like when my son, my firstborn, Josh, when when he he went to college, our our goal, our commitment, our wish for all our kids is that we would be able to pay their way through college. It's not everybody's plan. I'm not talking about anybody else. Uh, Marcia and I took debt on. When we got out of college, it it was suffocating. I understand the weight of that. We wanted our kids to be able to get our college debt free, and and that's quite a challenge. Uh, And I couldn't do it. Uh, So we took some hits, and I financially couldn't pull it off. And so my son, uh, uh, Josh, took on debt and I said, son, just so you know, um, you're gonna take on this debt, I'll guarantee the loan, Uh, you'll come out of college and you'll start making payments. But listen, in time, trust me, I'm working things out. I'll eventually pay off all that debt and I'll make you whole because your dad's working for you. Now, there's nothing that Josh had to do. And when he got out of college, He started making payments on the debt for some months and a year or two in or so, I wrote a check and I wrote off all the debt and then I made him whole. Now imagine Josh walking around and saying to everybody, oh it all works out, don't even worry about college debt, it'll work out. I mean I was so lucky, karma was my way. All I can tell you is this, just fate worked in my favor. Me, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He didn't say that. But I didn't interrupt him and say, What what is wrong with you? It didn't work out. I worked it out. I was your dad. I am your dad. I love you. And while you were doing nothing, I was working it out for your good. (laughs) Listen, folks, we don't praise fate karma or luck we praise God who in his grace and mercy is working things out for our good that's how we can live free from discouragement and filled with encouragement because God's the one who's working all things out for our good in fact let's go right back to the scripture it's for our good we know that in all things God works what church for the good everybody say it with me cross campuses online for the good. One more time, ready everybody? For the good. God's working for the good. In the Old Testament, jo- Joseph, Genesis, midway through to the end of Genesis. Joseph had a vision at 17 that God was gonna do good in his life. And yet his brothers, if you know the story, sold him into slavery. He was in pits and prisons and servitude for 13 years. Miserable. Suffering. No doubt like all of us thinking, well, no good can come out of that. And then at the age of 30, God flipped things. And he went from the prison to the palace. And he became the second in command of all of Egypt, the most powerful nation of the time. And from 30 to 39, he's leading in the midst of feast and then famine. And at the age of 39... His brothers, the very ones who sold him into slavery, came to get food from Egypt and had to stand in front of this man they did not know was their brother. But it was Joseph. And when Joseph revealed himself to his brothers, look at what it says in Genesis 50, verse 20. Talking to his brothers, you plotted evil against me, but God turned it for good. I want everybody to read that line with me. But God turned it for good. You ready? Let's all read it together loud and proud. What is it? But God turned it into good in order to preserve the lives of many people who are alive today because of what happened. All sorts of things happen in our lives when we're in the kingdom of God, going after the things of God. We love God because he first loved us. We get armored up, we're in a spiritual war. We know what we're going after, but we're gonna take hits. And this conviction is written to those of us with the promise of God. We know that God is working for our good. It was 22 years before Joseph could see that God had taken things that seemed all bad and turned it for good. That's what God's promising to do. I was having a conversation with uh, a 12 stoner, her, uh, her name is Sutton. She grew up here at the church and um, is now married and has a, a young one. And she, she was having her own uh, challenges in this past year with, with pregnancy and some things that God wasn't healing and, 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 and just her tailbone. And, and, and then after the, the birth of the baby, it didn't get better. And many doctors and processing, and God, what's going on? Why am I taking these hits? I was on the phone with her and she told me the story. In fact, they did a her and her husband Nate did a little YouTube video. And here is just a slice of it, a reminder of who God is and what he can do in his time
0: when he's ready. Listen in. I don't know if we've made this clear or not by now, but she's been dealing with this tailbone pain for about a year now, right? At least at least nine months. Yeah, all the way from before Oakland was born to after she's gotten x-rays, pelvic floor appointments, endless doctor's appointments, physical therapy, chiropractor, and what do you know? A little prayer in Jesus' name, and she's healed. Thank God. That, that's I, something to celebrate. That is something to get excited about. Literally every time I sit down, I'm like, thank God. Thank God that I can sit here and not feel pain. Yeah. It is a life changer for me. Like think about how much you sit down during the day. That's like 80% of my life. I was in pain, even sleeping, like laying down, even that hurts. And we always ask the question, why, like, why does God allow these things? And I was right when we were laying in bed the other night, I was thinking, I'm like, maybe, maybe he allowed this whole thing to happen just so we can make this video. Just to be a testimony of the power of prayer and the power in Jesus' name.
2: Now I love that. We, why wouldn't we share those stories? And and I love how they say, that you know, it was God. It was Jesus. is the power of God over us. Yeah, suffering for nine months, twelve months. Not doctors not able to help this diagnosis, and they can't turn it. But but then but then God stepped in in prayer. And and you're thinking, well, good for them. God solved it nine to twelve months. He hasn't done that for me. Not yet. I mean, for Joseph, it was 22 years. Maybe some things will take eternity before you understand. God had turned it all for good. See, we know. We what? We know that in all things, God is working for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We have this problem. promise, God is working all things for our good. Now, I don't know what the Spirit of God is saying to you in this conversation, but my sense in preparation for today was that the Holy Spirit of God would breathe this conviction deep into your soul And if you knew this, if you had the level of Paul's conviction of we know, it would free you from discouragement and fill you with encouragement. You would live like nobody else on earth. Maybe free you from fear or from anxiety or from worry. Maybe free you from pride, from you having to carry it all as if you can work it out for good. Maybe you don't even recognize that you're running a billion-dollar company or a multi-million-dollar company or a $10 million company, whatever, or leading large in executive business or, or influencing an entrepreneurial environment, and you're having enough success that you're like, I don't even need that scripture. And that very pride is putting you up in the stands as a consumer. And you have this illusion of control. And God's saying, no, you need this conviction deep in your soul. You're not in control. I don't know which side of this you're on, but I'm going to invite you to something across all the campuses I want you to stand. Just if you would, just very reverently. All the campuses, you're listening online, let this be a reverent moment before God. I I had a prompt of God that I'm going to honor. I think the Spirit of God will take this conviction and press it deep in your soul. If not, restore it transform you with this in a fresh way. And I want to pray over you, but the power would be God to set this in you. And I'm going to invite you across the campuses, whether it's one or 100, to make the front of the church an altar. I don't care who comes, that's not my job, but my job is to pray over you. And if you will humble yourself before the Lord and say, I need something of that truth, that conviction in my life. Maybe the big deal for you is this. You've just become aware that you're a more of a Christian consumer or kingdom consumer. And God's saying, you have got to get in the game. You have got to get on the field. And that's part of, you're coming forward and saying, you know what, God, I'll surrender to that. Maybe you used to be on the field, but you take enough hits and over time, or you, you start to want to drift up in here and say, man, I just can't take those hits anymore. And God's saying, no, come on now. Come on, get back down on the field. Maybe you're on the field and you're taking hits, and you're starting to lose the confidence that God is gonna work all things for good, and the weight of discouragement. i mean, I tell you honestly, Marsha and I ran a walk run a couple days ago, and I was telling her, honey, I'm about to teach people something I don't do very well. <laughs> it's kind of humiliating. Because here's what I've discovered. I have seen God do miraculous, kind things, but when I'm in a season of, of consistent hits, I can get discouraged and forget what he did before and wonder if he'll ever do it again. Am I the only one? Does anybody ever sense that? And sometimes I just need God to restore his promise and his conviction in my soul. So I'm gonna wait. This isn't fast. I'm just gonna wait. And I think at all the campuses, God wants to, by his spirit, restore this or make this new in you And if you're in that and you want that prayer, just walk forward. We're just going to call the front uh, an altar. So you just make a move. You just start to walk forward in the campuses, and I'm just going to pray over you. That's it. It's just whoever you are, just people make room. Just... Whoever you are that you would say, I want that restored in me. I want that deeper in me. And again, it might be some business people in some places where you're thinking, oh, I, I don't think I need this. I'm going to work it for good. And God said, no, no, no. You're going to need me to work this out for good. Or it might be in discouragement or it might be that you're taking hits or it might be with your family or your kids. I, I, I don't know what it is, but God, I, I want this thing to go deeper in me. So you just keep coming in and we're all going to bow our heads while you come across the campuses, just make your move forward. It's just, it's not magically come in the front. What's meaningful is that it takes a humility to do that. There's just a humility. There's almost a surrender of pride when you make the walk forward. Oh, Oh, I can stay in my seat and God will take care of it. Ah, he can. But today I think he's saying, if you, if you want this, so as you come across campuses, even if online you want to receive this father, by the power of your spirit, um, we confess that you are God and we are not. And it we, we don't lean into luck and karma and fate and, and it and stuff. God, we, we just humbly say you are God, you have no equal and you love us, and there's no condemnation uh, for those of us who are in Christ. And God, some of us are in places where we need the power of your Spirit to help us uh, get free from discouragement and to, to know that the things that weigh on us and the hits that we're taking, that, that you're going to ultimately be our help and our hope. God, would you pour fresh hope and fresh help? Would you would You demonstrate the kindness of your power? And if you're standing in one of the campuses and you're not needing to receive this, would you just begin to, to pray for those who do? Would you just begin to whisper prayers over those in your church family and those who might be guests and hanging out and saying I need this you begin to pray for them and God so I pray for those who feel discouragement I pray for those who feel a weight of fear I pray for those who have a weight of worry I pray for those who are are convinced that nothing good can come out of it that they would find themselves knowing what Paul knew, form this in us deeply Holy Spirit press in on our soul and and release us from the fear and form your, your faith newly in us. God I pray for those who are saying right now, I got to get out of the stands and I got to be in the game. And God, I, I've been a consumer and I need to be a kingdom player. And, and it's a big decision and we're settling it. Maybe some of us who are standing are settling that before you right now. And then God, there's some of us who are saying, Lord, in my own pride, i thought, oh, maybe I can make that all work for myself. And, and I didn't know until today that I keep pretending that, that, that I do the work when God, I can release it to you and you do the work. So, God, I pray that we would know it like Paul knew it, that your Holy Spirit would refresh and restore this promise, this conviction so deeply in us that we would walk from this place and we would live like nobody else on earth because we have the power of God in us on earth. May you work all things for your good and glory in Christ's name. And everyone agreed, saying amen. May he be so kind. And as you walk back to your seats, I'm gonna turn the service over to the campus pastors and may God do everything we imagined and more. And while the campus pastors are coming, God didn't design us to just take hits. He created us to be more than conquerors. That's the other half of this teaching. That's next week. Campus pastors, you take the service. If you're new here, we just wanna say
3: welcome to 12 Sun. We're glad that you're here with us. We're glad that you chose to worship with us this morning. And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna enter into a time of worship. We're gonna sing about the grace of God, the grace that we couldn't earn, but we're gonna sing loud this morning. All right, let's do it.
4: People come together, strangers made our blood is one. Children, a generation. Of every nation of kingdom come. Singing out. So don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up. I don't feel no evil. Fix your eyes on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. So take her and hold on Be strong, remember where I held, come to Together as we declare this over our lives. Come on, sing. You Are you heavens? Let the praise go.